Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Today makes it seven weeks since the shooting at the Lekki Tollgate on Tuesday, October 20th. While we watch the deliberations of the Lagos panel of inquiry and wait for their findings, we continue to wish eternal rest to those who were killed. Today is also day 14 of the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. And gender-based violence has decided that we are a joke because every day there's a new story here in Nigeria of women being assaulted, being beaten, being raped, being murdered. There's 722,000 of you listening to me right now in your lives right now. There are women being beaten, being raped, being murdered in your neighborhood or in your family, or in your village, or in your office. And even on the big three, our first story is about the governor of Benue State asking an abused woman to return to her husband. Our second story is about the violent Nan's election. Let's talk about it and the new president condemning NSARS. Then, let's talk about the U.S. Department naming Nigeria a country of concern in terms of religious freedom. Now, remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. And we've got WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. The big three is going to go quickly today. So I'm going to take very quick calls very, very quickly because it's Tuesday and at 345 we've got fintech today tunji andrews brings you that show and he's going to be talking about credit pals new round and paystack's new uh, uh storefront feature that conversation is happening from 345 on community report chukudi will be out in the field hopefully uh if he's not out in the field he'll be in here talking to you about what's going on in your community on today's big hard fact let's talk about the latest from the various judicial panels of inquiry into sars Now, I have updates uh, coming your way on the hour, every hour. After the news at 6, conversations with Rufai will take over. You're going to have that conversation with him um, after uh, the news at 6. But right now, let's bring you today's Big Three. This is The Big Three. The Big Three. On the hard facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. Spousal abuse and spousal abuse cases end in reconciliation or should it end in arrest? Should spousal abuse cases end in reconciliation or should it end in arrest? Why did Nance have a violent election? Why did Nance's election turn violent? And what does the U.S. government's statement about Nigeria and religious freedom actually mean? Those are the big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Don't forget, we've got WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. And there's also 080 um, 
uh, 0700 actually 993 993 993 that's our studio number gender based violence is our first story today a woman reported her husband to the world for brutalizing her and her state governor invited them for reconciliation this happened in Benue State. The woman is Dr. Ifeyinwa Ambo. She posted a video on Twitter on Sunday accusing her husband of repeated violence towards her. If you're watching on Facebook, you can see that video live. If you cannot watch on Facebook right now, Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Take a listen. Hello, people. My name is Ifeyinwa. I mean, doctor. Um... I've been married to this man, Pius Angle of Channels Television, for six years. And for six years, I've known no peace in this marriage. It's been from one woman to another. It's from one woman. Just had a baby. It was a cesarean section just about um, five, four weeks ago. Just because I told him um, to spend wisely and not spend on women so recklessly. Considering that we have four children, and these children have to be trained, that's why I got this beating. Tried to strangle me and all that. Sat on my incision and everything. The children were crying. And I was pregnant with this child. And pregnancy was three months. It was the same thing. He would sit on my stomach, hit me, try to strangle me and all that. Calling him out, he works with Channels TV. His name cry. is Pius Iroja Angbo from Benue State. Mommy, sorry. Thank you. Just for you to know. I thought I got married to a fellow human being. No, I saw it. People where he wrote. Um, prayer requests. Even before I got married, I stumbled into that paper. Wrote, um, thank God for saving him from hatred and abuse from women. Obviously, it's still on. You can see my face. It is all my soul. If you're watching our live stream, Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3, um... YouTube, Nigeria Info FM, you saw this woman's face, Dr. Ifeiwa Anbo. You saw her face. You saw the serious, big, deep wounds on the left side of her face from her husband. So as you can imagine, the video caused a heavy stare on Twitter. Channels TV, her husband's employer, said they were looking into the matter. Then yesterday, the governor stepped in. Samuel Otom of Benue. He invited the couple to government house. After that, they held a press conference where Otom declared that the issues have been resolved. The husband has said sorry and she has forgiven him. Case closed. Let me read what he said. He said, quote, We have resolved all issues. This family is barely six years with four kids. Ambo himself has distinguished himself in journalism and the wife is a medical doctor with Benway State Government at the Teaching Hospital. We felt for a young couple of six years, they must be encouraged instead of trying to separate them. Some of us are not also innocent. As young people, we underwent some of these challenges in our marriage life and that is why 
when I had the unfortunate incident, I have to call the two of them with some of my cabinet members to assist me so that we can mediate. And thank God we have done the mediation as older personalities who are more experienced in marriage, like myself. End quote. So now there's a, an even bigger debate going on. Did the governor do the right thing? Many people agree that the governor uh, um, said the right things. They agree with what the governor said. But a lot of other people disagree. Those other people believe that the life of the woman should be more important than the length of the marriage. They point out that Mr. Ambo has beaten his wife seriously, sat on her when she was pregnant, beat her up uh, after she got home uh, after delivery, sat on her incision where they did cesarean, uh, a, a cesarean operation for her to have her latest baby, caused her severe injuries. That's assault. Assault is a crime. And when assault happens, the normal thing is for police to arrest and try the assaulter. So please, do you think that the governor has done the right thing in this matter? Should Governor Tom have intervened? Is this a situation that requires the intervention of a state governor? Should the police have arrested the husband? Was the wife pressured into forgiving her husband? Is this healthy? Do you believe that her life is in danger? Do you believe she's still in danger? Do you think the governor was right? This is a six-year-old marriage. It's very early. Young people make mistakes. Let us guide them as the older people. 0700-993-993-993. Remember, we have... Uh uh, Fintech today coming up at um, 3.45. So the calls are going to be very short so that we can uh, touch on all our stories today. 0700-993-993-993. That's the number to call. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. Share your thoughts on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. And also let us know what you're thinking uh, via Twitter at Nigeria. Info FM. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello, Madam Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Welcome. Okay, okay. See, what the governor supposed to do is not... Uh, did you look at that woman when she was asking for forgiveness? The woman is in pain. That, 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 that whatever um, reconciliation, the woman is just accepting so that the peace will reign. And I'm telling you, don't be surprised that tomorrow you hear that another thing has happened to this woman. Well, the right thing for someone to do is let this man face the the wife just gave birth, have an operation. All you can do, whatever she do, you can't you walk out of the home or call the governor. Can the man call the governor before before beating the wife? This is not the right thing to do. The man is supposed to still be arrested even now. Thank you. Thank you for calling us and keeping it short. We like that. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Turn your radio off. What's your name, sir? My name is Sandra. My name is Bayer. Bayer, you've got one minute, 30 seconds. Oh, okay. In the first instance, I'm not sure that man is, is, in, is in his right frame of mind. I think the man, uh, first of all, needs to be subject to 
psychological analysis because uh, based on what I have just said, a woman got pregnant for you nine months, uh, delivered, not even natural deliver. I'm a married man. I've been to a uh, delivery room with my wife, not or not twice, so I know that even she had it through normal process. So how much more cesarean operation? That's, and so, uh, I mean, the bottom line is that that man in person actually needs some psychological evaluation. You know, it goes beyond whether reconciliation, but like the last caller said, even if find whatever any pressure or condition the woman forgive, you understand, something that prompted that man, you know, to have done that will still come back again if it's not well addressed. So it's not, it goes beyond the issue of morality, or even legality. We are, we are taking it beyond that now. It's something that has to do with demand something might be wrong. Everybody gets offended. Okay, I'm not sure the woman might not have prompted him to react anyhow, but when you are reacting, dealing with a woman, that is the way you deal with a woman. Not even to even raise your hand against her. Thank you. All right, thanks for calling us. I, lo- I like how everyone's keeping to time. 99.3, hello. Good afternoon, what's your name? Yeah, yeah. my name is Tosa. Uh, Good to have you on the show. Yeah, this is my first time of actually calling on any of social media. I've been listening to this particular topic yesterday also. To me, it's something that happened to me. I, my marriage, I had a very rough beginning, very, very rough. I mean it. As I said, I just felt like questioning myself. But I had one thing that kept me going, my children, then what what is God saying about Is this what God is saying about my marriage, about me? And I kept on praying. Yes, it's very bad when you have a man beating you, telling you you, you want nothing. It, my, my was really, it was really, really bad. I was telling you the truth. But today, with patient and everything, then cancelling here and there, I overcame all of this. I would advise that they should not take their time out. They should listen to those that really understand what marriage is all about. This is surely true work. Work. It's not everything, oh, let them be what is speaking this. We don't really know what the man is going through. It is what we heard, what, we, what the woman said, that is what we are taking. We should please listen to both sides and try to get to them. That's my My uh, marriage was rooted today, I think, was I'm, I'm glad you made it out alive. Thank you so much for calling us. Uh, we've got uh, Ozoma on the line. Ozoma, hi. Welcome. Good afternoon, Zanta. Good afternoon. Um, on the issue, every man should learn to, if you can't enjoy, don't go into marriage. If you can't tolerate uh, nonsense, don't go into marriage. You stay alone. Whenever something that happens like that, you manage it with a matured mind so that you are matured to marry. Not when a woman, even though tell you what you did or what you not did, you decided to beat him, beat her. Secondly, they have a four children for you. If that woman dies, can you able to take that uh, care of that children? So on the other way around, the governor, fine, he tried his best, but... Let the two families, you have to take undertaking that man. Anything happened to that lady, you will be held responsible. Thank you. Ozama, thanks for calling. 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. If you're wearing your activist cap and you're answering me this question, I wonder what your answer would be. 
Which approach do you think will end gender-based violence? Is it option A, arrest the offender, send a message that if you beat, if you sit on a pregnant woman's stomach, if you sit on the incision that they make to bring out a baby from a woman's womb, you will be jailed. Or option B, if you do these things and your wife tries to leave you, the governor or the pastor or the police or the family will step in. And you will beg her. And they will help you to beg her. Which of these options do you think will end gender-based violence? Because we got a lot of calls today. And then the one woman who uh, called into the show calls in and says, I also went through this, but uh, with prayer and faith, it ended in praise. It doesn't always end in praise. There are a lot of women who cannot call my radio show today to tell me how it ended in praise. I don't have the answer. I'm just saying which one is more likely to end gender-based violence? Arrest the offender, send a message that if you beat a woman, if you sit on her pregnant tummy, if you sit on her C-section wound, you will go to jail. Or option B, if you do these things and your wife tries to leave you the governor the pastor the police the family will step in and help you beg her which of these options will stop gender-based violence because let's not forget it was uh we were still uh, marking 16 days of uh, gender-based violence against uh, women right now let's move on to our second story don't worry you can still talk about the first one huh don't worry, you can still talk about the first one when you call me. The second one is also hot, trust me, you will like this one. The new Nance president has condemned the NSARS protests for being, quote, faceless. That's our second story. Nance, of course, is uh, the National Association of Nigerian Students. So I guess the lead here, which I buried, is that they have a new president. His name is Sunday Asefon. He's uh, 45 years old. And here is how he got elected. There were reports that the NANS National Convention this weekend, where the election took place, was marred by shooting and vote buying. If you're watching on Facebook, we're showing that clip to you. If you're not watching, listen to this particular clip. No be banger, no be banger. For NANS National Convention, no be small too. NANS National Convention, no be small for more small picking. No be banger, no be banger, no be banger, no be banger. Nance National Convention, no be for small picking. But shouldn't it be for small picking for students? <laughs> well, I guess whoever is talking in that video will be glad to hear that a middle-aged uh, man of 45 won that election. And now that he's Nan's president, Asafon's first statement was to distance Nance from NSARS because, quote, any protest that is faceless, 
Nance under my watch will not be a party to it, end quote. He also said there's no need for any more protests since the police has disbanded SARS. So let's look at his two statements factually, shall we? Because some supporters of NSARS are disagreeing with Atsefon. Uh, they say that just because the protest was leaderless doesn't mean that the protest was faceless. Renu has a face. Uh, Debo Macaroni has a face. Eromo Shele has a face. Feminist Coalition have faces. Files the Bad Guy has a face. Victor Ibanga and Wisdom Okon had faces. They're dead. So is Asefon correct to call the protest faceless when we know so many of the people who took part? And if he meant to call it leaderless but used the wrong word in a senior moment, <laughs> it happened with age, you know, it happened. Is there anything wrong with leaderless protests all over the world? For the last 20 years, we've seen a shift towards leaderless protests. The Arab Spring in Tunisia, Egypt, Algeria, and so on were leaderless. The protests in Sudan that ended Bashir's rule was leaderless. The protests in, Ch in Chile that just led to a constitutional amendment were leaderless. The Hong Kong protests were leaderless. Black Lives Matter in the USA was leaderless. So this criticism of NSARS being leaderless, is it a legitimate criticism or is it a sign that maybe some older Nigerians have fallen behind the times and they don't realize that or more things don't change? Thank, thanks to tools like the internet, it's actually easy and normal to have leaderless protests. Is this a clash of generations going on with these things? And then there's uh, Asefon's point about the disbandment of SARS having solved the problem. And the question is, if you believe that police harassment has stopped in Nigeria. Remember, today's conversation we're having with Church Mind. 0700-993-993-993. Yes, you can still talk about story one when you call us. What do you think about uh, the new NANS president condemning NSARS for being faceless? What do you think about the alleged violence at Nan's election? Emmanuel is in Aja. Emmanuel, thanks for calling us today. Hello. Welcome, Emmanuel. Go ahead. Yo, I want to talk about the gender abuse. Yes, go ahead. You see, what the governor, what the governor did there eh, mm. is a very bad example. Okay. Because it will lead to all that showing the same line. Okay. Are you getting me? Okay. I would have preferred the option A. You cannot try that in America or in Canada, any of these advanced countries. You go to jail. Hello? Yes, I can hear you, Emmanuel. Yes. <laughs> you go to jail. So then we set an example for others hmm. to, to, to follow up. When you, even in, in the developed country, if you beat your child or you scold your child, he or she will call the police. Am I right? Yes, you're right. But some people will mm -hmm. tell you that um, their own culture is different from our own culture. And don't to hell with culture. To hell with culture. In fact, we all, Africans, put that culture thing aside. What has culture got to do with it? Australia is the best. The governor is an idiot. Ah, 
Ah, no, no, Emmanuel, now, I know that you are vexing. I know that your blood is hurting, but now, that is not acceptable. Eh? And thank you for apologizing. Emeka is in Jokande. Uh, let's talk to Emeka now. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Sandra. Oh, welcome. Yes, uh, for that, uh, Emmanuel, I'm still wondering how a 45-year-old man is the president of NAN. I don't understand. Like, what is he studying? Well, there are people that go to school late. Maybe he's a master's degree student. He's a student. It doesn't matter how old a person is. If, if they're students, they're a student. I know. Yes, if you're a student, you're a student. But, I mean, if I were in the street, I wouldn't even um, go for that post. Yeah. I mean, you should... But isn't that ageist? Are, are you saying that there are things that people are too old to do? Exactly. What if it's his lifelong dream to do that? <laughs> dream? What kind? You wake up. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the gender thing, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, considering the antecedents of Samuel Autumn, I mean, he was one of the governors that condemned the NSAS protest. So for me, I'm not surprised about that. I don't, I don't just understand how a governor will be trying to, to resolve matters of abuse. He should be arresting that guy and putting him in jail for crying out loud. I don't know. I think the woman's family should just try and intervene and save the woman because I think she's in danger, actually. Mm. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you for calling us. Seriously, I, I mean, think about it. Imagine someone telling you, oh, because you're 50, you're too old to do something. A lot of the people who did amazing things did it when they were old. Right. So uh, perhaps we shouldn't lend our voices to stereotypes and stop people from achieving their dreams. What do you think? Hello. Thanks for calling. Hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Welcome. Thank you very much. This is my first time of calling for um, on radio uh, program. Oh, I'm glad you called today. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much. I, I wanted to keep Nigerians to look at that, this matter, this um, gender-based abuse uh, critically. Okay. You see, this is a matter of a family. Mm. You know, I think what the governor did is in a way right. Okay. Because he's the father of that state. So if the, if he called the two families together and mm. tried to settle them, I don't think it's bad. But, okay. you know, in Nigeria, we criticize everything. But having said that, mm. I'm not supporting <clears throat> any man beating his wife or even abusing anybody at all in life because it's very, very bad. Mm. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is that we should try to, you know, handle some things with, uh, that is amicably and, you know, with dialogue in Nigeria without being every time um, um, a fire brigade approach. Okay. So that's what I want to contribute. Thank no, you very no, much. B before you go, there's still time. You still have uh, 25 seconds. Before you go, you know that the, that the governor is not the father of the state. He's an employee. There's no, th there's no way in the constitution that makes a governor a father. So when something like assault happens, which is a crime, should the employee be doing things that helps the other people who employed him see that I'm going to work for all of you? Or should he be doing things that will make them see that, okay, you can get away with some crimes? No, no, no. We are, we are not saying that, Sandra. What, we are, what I'm trying to say here is this. You see, in 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 normal sense of it, I hope that you are from the Igbo tribe of um, the nation. Am I right? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, when issues some issues happen in 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 a, in a family, mm. it's a family though. Remember that even if they separated, there's no way that two families will not be seeing each other as long as there's a child in that in that marriage. Mm. So what I'm trying to say is that if if we if, if is it possible that we can let this matter be because if even if this man went to jail, would go to jail, mm-hmm. would 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 if, would, if, would, if, would, if, would, if, would the child answer other people's name? Now. If 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 he kills his wife or if I kill my husband, should I go to jail? After all, it's a family matter. God forbid that any of them kill each other. But that's not what we are saying. But if that what happens, but if that happens, it's still a family matter. Why should anybody go to jail for it? Ah uh, no 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 no. We, we don't pray for that. No, be, yes, we don't pray for that. But prayer, prayer 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 is not a strategy. If it happens, should I go to jail? Should he go to jail? Since it's of a family yes, matter. Oh, but okay. Now, I can go to jail for murder, but not for assault. And uh, no, no. Look, <laughs> you see, this man, this matter is very dicey. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know the actual uh, right way to put it. Mm. But to me, mm. what I'm trying to say in actual sense is that mm. you see, I would have liked Nigerians to be thinking in a way that you know every everything should fall in place without being going to police, going to army, going to killing this, killing that. All right. You understand what I'm saying? I, I understand. Thank you so much for calling. We love that you called the show today. Hello. Hello. How are you, sir? Yeah. What's your name? Hello? Are you there? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me go to WhatsApp and see the messages you have for us on WhatsApp. Uh, we've got uh, this message here from Obeta Joseph, who is in Shasha. And Obeta Joseph says, the man should be jailed while the governor should assist the woman to take care of her children. What the governor did might encourage some other foolish men to commit the same crime to attract the governor's attention. Ha! Good day, Sandra. To me, the governor did the right thing by intervening in the matter to reconcile the couple. There's no perfect marriage anywhere in the world. Issues must always occur. Thank God they settled it. Chibike Obia. Hmm. Well, the issues that occur in my marriage doesn't end in me being beat up, shall, but okay, you know, to each his own. We've got uh, Nife who says, I stand against uh, brutality against women. A man who has done that to the woman who bore him children, had operation for their baby, stayed with him for six years, is nothing uh, to write home about. I don't see love in that marriage anymore. The woman should file for a divorce. Just in case you missed out on the first time I played... Uh, the woman's uh, clip for you. I'm going to play it again just so that um, you can listen because it was quite the thing. It was quite the thing. You can hear her children in the background telling her, mommy, stop crying. You can hear her telling them, "Uh, mommy, sorry. You know, just listen to it and then we'll move on to our final story. Hello, people. My name is Ifeyoma. I mean, doctor. Um... I've been married to this man, Pius Ambo of Channels Television, for six years. And for six years, I've known no peace in this marriage. It's been from one woman to another. It's from one woman. Just had a baby. It was a cesarean section just about um, three four weeks ago. Just because I told him um, to spend wisely and not spend on women so recklessly considering that we have four children and these children have to be trained that's why I got this beating tried to strangle me and all that sat on my incision 
and everything. My children were crying. And I was pregnant with this child. Pregnancy was three months. It was the same thing. He would sit on my stomach, hit me, try to strangle me and all that. Calling him out, he works with Channels TV. His name cried. is Pius Iroja Angbo from Benue State. Mommy, sorry. Thank you. Just for you to know. I thought I got married to a fellow human being. No, I saw it. People where he wrote um, prayer requests. Even before I got married, I stumbled into that paper. Wrote, um, thank God for saving him from hatred and abuse from many men. Obviously, it's still on. You can see my face. It is all my soul. Bam, bam. Dr. Efeinwa Angbo there talking about her deal and uh, the governor got involved and he said, quote, we've resolved all of all issues. This family is barely six years with four kids. Angbo himself has distinguished himself in journalism and the wife is a medical doctor with Benue State Government at the teaching hospital. We felt for a young couple of six years, they must be encouraged instead of trying to separate them. Some of us are not also innocent. As young people, we underwent some of these challenges in our marriage life. And that is why when I, ha- I heard the unfortunate incident, I have to call the two of them with some of my cabinet members to assist me so that we can mediate and thank God we've done the mediation as older personalities who are more experienced in marriage like myself, end quote. Governor Tom there speaking. I have a message from Gabby on... um, uh, WhatsApp and Gabby says, Hello, Sandra. Haven't you heard of alternative dispute resolution? What do you all want? Gabby, thank you for your message. Alternative um, dispute resolution, she calls it. All right, let's move on to our final story and then we'll clear the studio for Tunji Andrews, who will bring you fintech today. The US is concerned about religious freedom in Nigeria, but the federal government disagrees. That's our third story. Yesterday, Mike Pompeo, the U.S. Secretary of State, named Nigeria a, quote, country of particular concern under a U.S. law called the International Religious Freedom Act. What does this mean exactly? It means that if Nigeria doesn't address specific issues that the U.S. believes are restricting religious freedom, they may impose sanctions on the government in the future. Now, what are the issues that led to this? Pompeo did not list them. He did not list them. But we have a report from the State Department from earlier in the year where they talked about three religious freedom issues here in Nigeria. First of all, they mentioned the El Zagzaki case in particular and the governor's um, a government's approach towards the IMN in general. That's the Islamic movement of Nigeria. The report mentioned that even though the court granted Zagzaki bail, government hasn't released him. Also, they mentioned that even though official government panel says Shiites were massacred, nobody has been punished. And third, they talked about the new Kaduna state law that regulates preaching. According to the law, anybody who wants to preach must get a license from the state and their sermons must be monitored. This is not restricted to Christians, it's everybody. 
Now, I wonder what you think about the issues in this report. Lai Mohamed, the information minister, disagrees. He said, quote, Nigeria does not engage in religious freedom violation. Neither does it have a policy of religious persecution. Victims of insecurity and terrorism in the country are adherents of Christianity, Islam and other religions, end quote. So Mohammed is saying that both Muslims and Christians are suffering in Nigeria. But if you think I'm not the same thing where the U.S. talk, now like Mohammed, they talk. So share your thoughts with me on this story as well as the other stories on today's Big 3. 0700-993-993-993. What do you think about the U.S. adding Nigeria to this list? I want you to stick to the facts. So don't call me and start saying inflammatory things or I will cut you off. Stick to the facts of the story. Notice how neither Lai Mohammed nor Mike Pompeo are insulting each other. So Biko, don't insult anybody. Just stick to the facts, please. No sensationalism. I beg. Do you agree with Mike Pompeo or do you agree with uh, Lai Mohammed? Also, tell me what you think uh, sends the right message as we uh, wrap up uh, 16 days of uh, uh, activism against gender-based uh, violence. Option A, where the governor arrests the alleged abuser. Or option B, where the governor begs and reconciles the alleged abuser with the abused. Sylvester in satellite. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm Sylvester on the line. Go ahead, Sylvester. Yeah, I want to highlight on that. This was a very, very, very crucial uh, issue you are uh, handling. Hmm. About uh, yeah, yeah, the violence, that violence specifically, it's a very terrible situation. I just said it, I wouldn't be repeating it. Hmm. Yeah, it's a very terrible situation. To be short and simple. Mm-hmm. But my suggestion is that uh, at this point, the two families who come closer and check the fate of those two people involved. Okay. Go not say other people other than them, this and this. So some of that bigger problem that are hidden under the governor will not see it. I don't want to condemn him. I don't want to say the man should go to jail. But the life of the woman is very important. Mm. If the man if by spiritually his possessed I pray to God to deliver him and those who are close to him to to carry him for counsel and deliver him. Like one that call, I was saying that psychological analysis should be done on the man. Mm. Because you when somebody's alive, because he's alive, that he can still uh, complain about all those things that the man did to him. For a man to start going out around with other women and he has a wife with four kids, no matter how kind of money you have, is completely, completely out of place. When you have a right to live and life, doesn't mean we should leave it to hurt a, a human being. Not only a wife is a wife to him, doesn't mean that he has a license to his life, to her life. All right, Sylvester, thank you for calling us. Annabelle has a response for Gabby who says, have you not heard of alternative dispute resolutions? And Annabelle says, dispute resolution is for disputes, not crimes. Because that's what we're forgetting in all of this. Thank you, Annabelle, for your message. That's what we're forgetting in all of this. Um, assault na crime. Under Nigerian law, assault na crime. 
Tunji Andrews is in the studio with us. Uh, Tunji is going to bring you fintech today as always. And uh, Tunji will be talking about, uh, hold on, don't tell me. I know you told me earlier on, so hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me remind myself what it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's coming, 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 it's coming. Yes, Paystack's uh, storefront. They're launching storefronts. Tell me about that. Flutterwave just did that as well. What's behind this new trend, this new wave, Tunji? Um, everybody's just trying to get... Um, edge in the market you know uh, they if you look at the markets right now even people like alibaba um what do you call them amazon everybody's trying to get edge facebook the competition is getting fierce so you must be able to be that one-stop shop for everything and that's what paystack is really trying to do and besides they have money now they have money now i like <laughs> that all right tunji will be here uh, taking over and uh, do stay here don't go away have your say in what we say. You always make good points. We talk the talk, talk the talk, and walk the walk. We are 99.3. You talk, we listen. Nigeria Info. Nigeria Info.